Good evening. The, the first thing I did was break the rules. This is not a story about the end of the road, but this is a story about three forks in the road 40-some years ago. I first came to Alaska in 1973. My climbing partner from college, Warren, and I did what 20-year-olds do when they can't decide what to do. We drove to Alaska. We threw, our, we threw our climbing gear in the back of his old Saab and headed north from Denver. Worked our way up to the ferry dock in Haines, where we got on the Malaspina and headed down to Juneau, with a vague intent of getting up on the ice cap. We landed at the old ferry dock at, the, at South Franklin Street, which has no relationship whatsoever to the cruise ship Disney World that's there now. And we had breakfast at some little cafe, I think it was the Imperial Cafe, and then we started up Franklin Street. A couple blocks up, we saw a white sob with Colorado plates, which I vaguely recognized. Now, Warren, over the years, had developed something he called his Yeti call, which was his ability to make a phenomenally loud animalistic noise, which I will spare you from trying to replicate here. And so at 5 in the morning on a rainy Franklin Street in Juneau, Warren lets rip with his Yeti call. And a head sticks her head out the window a couple stories up. And I look up, and it's someone I recognize from Holyabar Mountaineering in Denver. Out of college, I worked at Holyabar for um, about a year or so, putting my uh, engineering physics degree to work, uh, selling sleeping bags and pine tarring skis. And there is a lot of science in that, by the way. And um, so uh, she invited us up, and we uh, ended up using that as a base of operations for a while. She and the guy she was with had moved up to Juneau about a couple weeks before, and we're both looking for work. So Warren and I wandered around Juneau. We actually ate cookies at a place called Sally's Kitchen. We drank a lot of beers, and we eventually got up on the ice cap for two or three days, where I got pretty good at jumping uh, open crevasses in my raincoat. And um, the lady that was stuck her head out the window, she and I sat around, and we drank Taster's Choice Coffee, which in hindsight appalls me, but somehow that's what we did. I don't think Starbucks was around then. We should have started a coffee shop in Juneau. And uh, we uh, looked out the window and watched the clouds form on the mountains around Juneau, which we called the Cloud Factory. <clears throat> when Warren and I were ready to leave, she gave us a ride to Ock Bay, the ferry port north of town there. And the Taku was sitting there waiting to um, depart at 10 a.m. She and I had pancakes and coffee on the Taku and talked and talked and talked to the very last minute when I waved from the rail and she waved from the dock. And Warren and I headed north. We got up to Fairbanks. We went down to Denali, and then we got into Anchorage. And I made a phone call from a phone booth, if anybody remembers what a phone booth is. Uh, a couple blocks from here, in front of the old post office, which is now the Federal Lands Building over there. And I called another friend that um, uh, I'd also met at Holyabar. And I ended up spending the rest of the summer of 1973 sleeping on his couch in Spinard, always Spinard. And uh, we made an effort to climb as many of the peaks in uh, the Chugach as we could, and we made an equal attempt to drink as many of the beers at Chilkoot Charlie's as we could. And Chilkoot's back then had only been in business for a couple years, so it wasn't quite the behemoth it is today. Now, Warren and I had been together for a month or so, and we'd kind of tired of one another's company, so he wandered off in one direction. I poked around a little bit and looked for a job, but didn't find one. And then, the end of the summer, right before Labor Day, I did something I'd never done before. Now, in the last 40 years, I have spent a phenomenal amount of time in airplanes, sitting in the back seats of Boeings and the front seats of Cessnas. But at 1973, 24 years old, I had never ridden on an airplane. And so, I did something. I had never ridden on a plane, I didn't have a job, I didn't have a girlfriend, and I didn't have a plan. 
So I got on a Northwest Orient flight, I flew to Seattle, I flew to Denver, and I went back to work at Hulia Bar, Pine Tar and Skis. And about a month later, I got a handwritten letter from a college friend, a little aerogram, one of these thin see-through things with a foreign stamp on it. And I think they're in museums now. And um, he suggested I contact this company about a geophysical project. He warned me it was just a one-off job, nothing serious, nothing that would last very long but a chance to use my virgin passport and perhaps get to Africa and maybe even use my degree. And so looking back, those three events are real crux mo moves in my, in my life. The meeting, the serendipitous meeting of a, of a friend in Juneau, a first airplane ride and a letter from the friend. In 1980 in Southampton, England, I married the lady that I met in Juneau. She was on a Fulbright teacher exchange from a teaching job at Gastineau Elementary School in Douglas, and I was on my way back from Saudi Arabia to Denver. By then, I was VP of the company that I had done that first job for, and I'd become somewhat of an expert at measuring subtle changes in the Earth's gravity to map geology and do all sorts of other neat Earth physics stuff, all the way from Prudhoe to Nam Penh and everywhere in between. And that's something. And... Um, she and I lived up in the mountains of Colorado for a while and uh, learned or skied and kayaked, drank beer, played pool, both learned how to fly airplanes. In 1992, we moved up to Alaska, bought a place up north of um, uh, Wasilla, which we worked on for a couple years where we could land our airplane in the backyard. And now we, we, j we own that funky little cabin down the street from New Sagaya, and we just built a house in northwest Georgia, northeast Georgia, not west Georgia and um, where we're trying to escape Alaska winters. Now, the, um, the physicist in me always believes there's an infinite universe where our choices are mirrored by other choices somewhere out there. So it's easy for me to imagine that somewhere out there, somewhere in the universe, on an alternate Arctic entry stage, which is not that easy to say, there's a guy that looks perhaps a little like me, but I hope with more hair, and an audience that looks something like you, and he's telling you about another life he led down different roads. And I often wonder that I'd like to meet that guy and find out just what my other life could be. But we all are given choices in life, and we really never know where we go. Those odd little moments in 1973 led me down the path that I followed for the next 40 years and actually followed to this day. And so there's a poem, a Robert Frost poem, that two, I'll get it right here, Two uh, roads diverge in the yellow wood, and I wish I could choose both, but I chose the one less traveled on, and that made all the difference. We never really know the paths we're going to take in life, but I'm certainly pleased with the ones I did, and I hope you're pleased with the ones you have. And um, that's my story. <laughs>